everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 507. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Tired. Very. <laughs> I, 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 I can actually see that. I'm just thankful that yet this is another Tuesday of where I don't have the AC on. And there's actual a decent breeze coming in because it's like 67 degrees out and the wind is blowing because it was raining off and on for the last couple of days. So I'm legitimately thankful for that. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Guess it'll just be another one of them days, huh? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Anywho, let's get the let's get the show rolling here. So we are live tonight, week of July 13th, 2021, here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 Eastern Standard Time, uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We are also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can find them out at vognetwork.com, and they stream here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash vognetwork, kicking things off on Sundays at 8 o'clock with the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by uh, Orange Sounds Radio at 9. And don't forget, we also have a Discord, so come hang out with us in our Discord. That's vognetwork.com slash discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through, hang out, and have a good time with us. And if there's any articles that you may pop in there, most likely we'll use it. So we appreciate every little bit. So now that we got, you know, the basics and the semantics out of the way, we'll go around the room and ask everyone, how was their week? How was their day? Mako-chan. Um, not horrible. Uh, I'm tired. I did finally catch up on a little bit of sleep uh, this weekend. Um, I ended up driving to Pennsylvania to pick up a... <laughs> I drove to Pennsylvania to pick up a sword. What? Yeah. Um, oh, I gotta hear this. Well, um, uh, Rose's friend was downgrading his collection. Mm-hmm. So... I said that I wanted one. Um, so I have a, you know, it's obviously not real, um, but it is a katana mm-hmm. um, that I only had to spend $10 for. That's not bad. And um, I spent another $10 uh, on the uh, the sword rack. So it holds like eight swords. Um, and I have a couple in my collection, so, Mm -hmm. uh, once everything is, uh, cleaned up and moved around, I will be able to start displaying my sharp pointy objects. Oh, Lord, fun times ahead of us. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, obviously it wasn't something that was going to be able to be shipped, so, uh, I did agree to drive to Pennsylvania and pick it up, uh, but that was fine. 
we met at a mall. Um, so once we were done with that, I went in and went shopping. <laughs> what did Thus, you... Deadpool. That or more knives added to the collection. How very mall rats of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, if, if the mall actually sold sharp pointy objects, I probably would have gone in there and gotten some. But uh, it's one of the few malls in the area, and by the area, I mean within you know a two-hour drive that actually has a torrid in it. Uh, and I am in desperate need of work pants, so I went and uh, purchased some work pants. And while I was there, went to Hot Topic and, you know, got lost in there. Of course you did. But, but... I, I specifically went in there looking for Loki stuff, and they had absolutely no Loki stuff, which confused the hell out of me because they have a huge poster of Loki right on their front window. Um, so I assume that they haven't gotten any of their Loki stuff in yet. Or the fangirls just came in and bought it all. No, there's there was no area set up for it at all i'm sure that it's gonna take at least two to four weeks for them to get the loki stuff out i think one because they underestimated how well it was going to perform and two shipping everywhere especially anything from mass-produced china Mm -hmm. right now is Mm -hmm. hell in a handbasket hi uh commissioner you're still (laughs) waiting on fabric for things so yeah it's gonna probably be a while and yeah, all, I figure yeah. I can go um, to a local Hot Topic and probably find Loki stuff within the next couple of weeks. But I mainly went out that way, um, one, to pick up my sword, and two, to visit uh, Torrid, because, you know, Torrid. Yeah. See, if Mako-chan knew that she was going to stop into a mall, she would have walked around as Silent Bob. Yeah, um... Mm-hmm. I, I I have actually thought of doing so um, with my J. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually discussed um, actually doing cosplay and visiting uh, Secret Stash and actually going to the uh the store and taking pictures outside of the store it helps that i'm local Mm -hmm. um you know i work in red bank and leonardo is basically right there and secret shop uh while it did change location it's still located in red bank So, yeah, um, that is something that I have thought about uh, quite often. And y'all should go in and just be like, this is what y'all normally wear. It's like, we're not cosplayers. This is this is just who we are. <laughs> just go, sup. See how many people double take. <laughs> and icing on the cake, when y'all do that, um, Kevin Smith is actually in the store. See, that wouldn't that that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um he'd probably get a huge kick out of it. Uh just having met him uh the time that I did, mm-hmm. I have a feeling he would get a kick out of it because when I met him, I was actually wearing old merchandise. Yep. And he recognized it right away. 
which is why I have that shirt signed now. Now, now we have to get that that shirt framed. I I have to get it signed by Jay first. Okay. Well, and then I can get it, you know, fully fully framed. Makes sense. Okay. So it is currently sitting in a Ziploc bag. Good call. So it does not get damaged. <clears throat> Good call. Yeah. So once I actually can meet up with Jay, I can have him because um, Kevin signs one shoulder. I can have Jay sign the other shoulder and then I can get it framed. There you go. Awesome. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, uh, there are those who have been tuning in to the shenanigans that has been happening over on my channel. Oh, my. Uh, the tiny rams inside of my computer were faulty, so I had to send them to the ram doctor, and they clip-clopped over there on their little cloven hooves, and uh, <laughs> I am waiting on them to return. <laughs> So uh, I've been making a little joke of it. We've been having a low-key stream. It's actually been pretty nice, actually. Um, it had a, a lot more people than I anticipated it would. Um, but people apparently be vibing. So I had jazz, some like Ghibli-esque jazz tunes playing the oh, other day. Good. And and um, some other just tunes that people were vibing with. So we just sat and had studio day and there were people who were other fellow artists working in their studios. I was working in my studio. We got a project finished today. So it's been weirdly productive and stuff. That's um, good. So yeah, I, they, it should come by this weekend. So I'm just hoping the replacement comes, but again, I'm very, very happy with the company that I went with for my pre-build now. Um, and DXT, and in yeah. general, uh-huh. No, I'm just saying NZXT. Yeah, NZXT. If anybody's looking for a, a computer, even even though I know GPUs have like started to hit the market in small <laughs> amounts because of the Bitcoin explosion, um, you know, if you're still looking for a good computer, I've been really happy with their customer service. They've been really reasonable and patient, and um, overall have been really quick to get back to me with things. So. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with it. The price point was great. The customer service is great. And overall, like 10 out of 10, not sponsored, by the way, not sponsored. Mm -hmm. I just like, I, I just like them. Um, so yeah, I've been really, um, excited to get back into streaming with my big rig, but for now, low key streaming is, is lit. There you go. Now, now my, how my weekend day has been, I kind of want to follow up on to what Ichigo was saying about sending out her Ram. See, as some of y'all know, I do tech support for a living. So when parts, I, when I need replacement parts and I call them, they send the parts to me first and then I send the replacement stuff to them. It's called an advanced RMA. Evidently on the consumer side of things, some companies don't do that anymore. I remember a time when I was shipping out my hard drives and all they needed was my credit card information and if they didn't have the drive or the part back within like three weeks, I would be charged for the part, which I think is more than fair. And I think that's what companies should do because it's gotten to the point where, you know, almost everybody with the computer is actually working from home, whether it's work streaming or game whatever because there are gamers who work for a living there are people who stream as work for a living so 
something like that, you would think that they would do something like that so that, you know, you don't have, so you minimize your downtime. But that's a story I rant for another time. And I say that because after about two, three weeks of me getting off my ass, I sent out my old uh, Corsair mouse because I'm thinking, oh, they're going to send me the, the new mouse. I send them, no, I have to send them the old one. And I'm like, I don't have a spare mouse. And then I realized I have one, but it's Bluetooth. This desktop isn't Bluetooth. My next thought was, I have a wireless Logitech mouse somewhere here. Can't find it. So last week after the broad, after the podcast, I just went online and bought a, a shitty $10 RGB mouse. It's an updated version of a $10 mouse I bought when I worked at this other place because the mice there were useless. I needed something that was nice ergonomic and have buttons on the left hand side so the new mouse is coming on friday also i ended up meeting up with a friend of mine and her daughter and we actually hung and no and their child um we actually hung out this past friday we we just chilled we just hit up a couple of restaurants we went to kenka which is like my favorite japanese restaurant it's like Kenka is basically the Japanese equivalent of an American's diner. You're like the local diner, you know, where you can find anything. That's what Kenka is. Like, it's just local Japanese food that makes you feel good, that type of stuff. So, um, then we went to this place called Tap House. And what's great is that you put money on a card and then you go to any of the taps, you tap it, you fill, and you drink. And that was great. So, and that's what I ended up doing. Um, then I got a message from another friend on Saturday to hang out to go back to Kenka's. I was like, I was just there. I ended up going to another party that night. And it's like, that party was fun and all. But I was like, you know, I should have met up with them and just had a good old time and all that good stuff, you know. And then as you can see, there's a couple more boxes behind me of stuff I've been ordering. Um, I have a laptop. That needs a battery and a cord. I actually ordered that. Now, that arrived. The battery arrived today. The cord will arrive tomorrow. I'm going to reformat it and send it to a friend of mine because she needs a laptop. And I'm like, I need the space. I just need this shit out of my house. Um, That basically has been my weekend day. Besides the fact that if you're checking out my website at djronmas.net, there's about two, three more um cosplay photo shoots I've done over the years that are now up. So you might want to check them out. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, just head over to my Facebook uh, page, uh, facebook.com slash IamDJRonMess, and you'll see links to those. You'll see a few photos, but if you want to see them in higher quality in the entire set, you got to hit up my website. So that's basically has been my week and day. And I got more stuff to order off of Amazon because I just paid the bill off. And I'm looking at how much money is in my account. I'm like, you know what? Let me get this other stuff too and knock that out the way. So, you know. Yeah, I have to say for this weekend, this was the first weekend that I actually went out to, you know, a big shopping center. Mm -hmm. um, it was safe and I wore a mask, but I I noticed right away um, because I'm not used to being around people that it was way too peopley out. <laughs> uh, Mako-chan is always way too peopley out for you. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I've gone more than a year without having to be around crowds like that 
And while it wasn't crazy crowded, yeah, it was the first time that I was in a mall in almost two years. I, uh, I feel you definitely, Mako. See, even just small social outings, I am finding that my agoraphobia is much higher, and a lot of that is because my trust in people has gone uh, quite a bit lower. I, I appreciate all of our listeners here because mm-hmm. you all seem like fairly logical people, yeah. reasonable people. It's it's mostly the rest of humanity that. Oh I'm no, I, I I totally get that. And and Marco, what you were saying about the malls, I get that because as you all know, since the pandemic started, I basically leave to go food shop, grocery shopping once a week, and I go to downtown Brooklyn to the Target and the Stop and Shop because everything I need is there and it's a lot easier for me to go there than to go somewhere else. So I've noticed over the weeks and the months the number of people that are going out. Same thing with the subway. And it's like, there's a couple of times I will wait to get on the subway. I'm just like, what are all these fucking people doing here? You know? And then some days not so much. I kind of, it's like, you notice over time, you don't pay any mind to the number of people increasing until you're like, wait, where are all these people? Where are all these humans come from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And as Bob Coffee says, I've been dealing with humanity during the entire pandemic. Here at Anime Jam Session, we salute you, good sir. So, and that's kind of crazy. Oh, and one more thing that I've been doing during my weekend day. I'm going to touch on this really quick because I kind of have some thoughts on quick thoughts. A friend of mine I was hanging out with told me about this massive 100 page document drama bomb on a friend of mine. So I went and I read it. 99% of it people already know. So people on the thread are being catty, which is a given. But I kind of felt nostalgic because there are photos in here. And some of these photos are like 10, 15, almost 20 years old, you know? And I'm looking at these photos, I'm like, wow. I remember when we were all friends at that point. And then as the years go on, some people stop being friends. You hate this person, you hate that person, you know? And, you know, it just kind of, and I just had, I just felt a little nostalgia. I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind everybody together from these photos for like maybe 10 minutes, just to talk and then hang out, you know, for 10 minutes. Then after that, we grab our guns and this shit turns into every man for themselves. So, you know, hey, that, that's exactly how I feel. And that's all I want to say about that. So, anywho, we're going to get into some housekeeping here. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can, you can watch our episodes um, even after the two-week deadline on Twitch. You can find them at youtube.com slash anime jam session. There is a playlist called Podcast VODs. You can catch every single episode of our show going back to the beginning of January. You can check that out there. Uh, don't forget um, the Vogue Network shop, uh, vognetwork.com slash shop. Uh, check out all the cool Vogue merchandise there. There's stuff from, for Vogue, Orange Lounge Radio, Bobby Blackwolf Show. Eventually, we will get some stuff up there. You know, I just got to remember, I just got to kind of get off my butt and like send them some stuff like, here's, here's an idea. Let's run with this. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Um, and as a reminder, uh, Orange Lounge Radio is attempting to get into the Guinness Book of World Records for longest running video game internet broadcasting show. So we are, fingers crossed, I am rooting for them. They have been around 
I would have to say almost, yeah, nine, they've been streaming for, they've been going for 19 years. They used to, they used to be part of Live 365. That's how far back we're talking. So that's going to be some fun stuff there. So. Yeah, and as before we get into Geek Roundtable, it's you. I got, I, I gotta bounce off. I gotta bounce off of this about your comment about extrovert friends. I, I've always said that I'm an ambivert. There are some days I am out and about, and then there are some days I'm like, go away. It ain't you. Just go away. I want to value my privacy. You know, I want my quiet time. Like a couple of weeks back, I did a photo shoot. Up in Westchester. I enjoy being around those people. And then there was supposed to be another party later. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm going to go home and rest. And then that Sunday, I'm staying home. And I'm just going to chillax and do my thing, you know? It's like... Yeah. And it's getting to where, you know, I'm starting to see some people get back together and go out and hang out. And a part of me is like, well, you should have pinged me. I would have rolled I would have rolled through. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck it. I, I'll stay home. Yes, so, I, like, I can, yes, I can hang out with them, but you know what? Yeah. I have anime and video games here and people I can pester online. I'm good. Yeah. That also means, I, I it up... also means an extra $30, $40 in my pocket. Yeah. And yeah, not only that, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of us too is like, I grew up and I'm a military brat. So like I had to handle myself a lot and you mm -hmm. had to keep yourself busy a lot. So mm -hmm. I grew up in this idea of like, oh, I, I always have something to do. I'm never going to be bored because bored was bad. Like, when you're a military brat and, and you're bored, obviously you're going to get chores or you're going to get punished for doing something that you didn't do. And so it was a situation where you were always busy or you always had hobbies that you were working with. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like, being being an introvert, too. Like, I, I, I'm happy to keep myself busy and not interact with humans, but I do yeah. see a lot of my extrovert friends who've been really suffering um, I know one was holding like a small gathering for people when they had, you had to have your vaccine card, you had to make sure to send it to them and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. So they did in institute a lot of things to make sure it was safe. Um, and I'm like, you know, I would love to see people, but like, uh, I'm still not feeling it. And so I'm like, well, you know, I know that they do Halloween. I know they do a big Halloween. And I'm, mm -hmm. I, I was watching and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get ready for Halloween now after they wrapped up this last thing. And I was like, OK, right. you know what? I you know, I might feel worth it. And it's also that idea of what is local now. Like we've all been kind of cooped up in our own little world. So what is local to you back in the times when I would go out for a lot more events and things like that? Yeah, an hour, 45 minutes, an hour and a half. That to me, that's local, right? Well, now it's more like 20 minutes. If anything's within 20 minutes of where I am, then it's local. <laughs> See, for me, this is what, to me, this is what defines local. Local to me is as long as I could take mass transit there. If it's mass transit, plus, two plus hours, uh, you better hold off on that one. Because I yeah. could tell you this now, I can count on my hand how many people that are like that with mass transit, I will go visit without giving it a second thought. And one of them is, is on this show tonight. Yes. Hi. Mm-hmm. How long does it take me to get to your house? Uh, not long. What, hour and a half, two hours? Two and a half to three tops. 
I mean, but that's that's also mass transit, though. When yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking about driving in uh, capital city traffic. So well, I'm saying we have two different things. Like for you, yeah, driving yeah. 20 minutes from point. For me, if it was the same thing, it would be 45 minutes to an hour for mass transit. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if we had more access to mass transit, like they canceled the bus that was close to me, so like I don't have access to mass yeah, cause, transit. Yeah, because because due to low ridership, not enough people. You know, I get that. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, I, you know, just thinking about what's local to you and, and how we've all adapted mentally, um, I feel like it's going to be a bit of a lurch getting back into those ideas of socializing in person, mm-hmm. especially for your ambivert friends. So please continue to invite us. We do want to come to your things. We do yep. want to celebrate you and we do appreciate you, but we are still getting used to being back in humanity. So thank you. This is your thank you from your introvert friends. Mm -hmm. And I I have to say that um, with what you're saying and how you're explaining it, it just goes to show to myself how much of an introvert I am. Because you're saying that local to you is 20 minutes. And to me, local is, you know, if I want to drive to the park across the street. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's local anything anything past that park anything past the town that i live in right now um even just to go play pokemon or something like that um that's no longer local for me well you know it got a lot shorter since the ac stopped working in my car and i Oof. basically do become a potato whenever i drive it so uh inside inside like bo burnham like, like I, I'm at this point going, I should probably take Monday off because I know Sunday I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really going to feel it. I'm just, it's going to be, because I'm going to, like right now the tentative plans is to go to Seaside Heights um, because of all of their, <laughs> um, because of all of the uh, gyms that are on the boardwalk. And this Sunday is going to be, you know, raid day for uh, uh, Pokemon Go Fest. So, like, my idea is, okay, I'm going to go to Seaside Heights. Seaside Heights, to me, is 20 minutes away. And I'm already planning on trying to take the day, the next day off just because it's too far away for me to have to deal with going to work the next day. And as Santa Berry says, Rockland County, New York, local means within 15 minutes driving. Yeah, I've been to Rockland County. He's not wrong. God. God. Man, listen. I think with that, I think you should take Monday off because number one, you probably, you could probably afford to take, use the PTO and it won't, and it won't hit your pocket book. You know what I'm saying? I have, I was trying to, to save my PTO, um, because I have, I I have about three days of PTO left. Um, it is accruing. Uh, so with what I've taken so far this year, just for sheer mental health and doctor's visits, um, I have three days saved up. So I was actually planning on taking them in August Mm. and extending a weekend and having a nice break. Um, but now I'm more thinking like, I'm going to take one this Monday and I might take one after the convention in August and just, you know, extend my weekend. 
so that I have a buffer between having to deal with all of those people and having to go back to work. And that's what it comes down to is it's very, very peopley outside and I don't do people very well. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I need that buffer. And so this will give a decent buffer to do so. Yeah. You, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. And here is Ari. And there is Ari. Um, and as you can notice, he's not here tonight because he's basically working the overnights. And well, yeah, he needs a ice. He needs a nice cold one. So there you go, old friend. Sally, my definition of local is heavily based on the location of malls, says Cedar Berry. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, granted, for me growing up. It took me, I'd say, maybe 30 to 35 minutes to get to the mall, either in Yonkers or New Rochelle. But let's be real, you're going to the, you're going to Cross County Shopping Center anyway, so to me, that's local. But if you're saying, go down Central Avenue, I'm like, yeah, that's not really local, but since I got nothing else better to do, let me hop this 20 bus and go. So, you know, now let's, anywho... Yeah, yeah, moving on to uh, something else. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about the geeky parts of our weekend day and cool stuff we've been working on I want to show off. So, and I see that Mako has a rain has a rain pool. Yeah, uh, I was actually really surprised to even find this. Um, this was my one purchase on Hot Topic this weekend. It was the only one there. It was the only uh, Pride Funko Pop still available. And the fact that it was Deadpool uh, surprised the hell out of me. It is um, sold out basically everywhere. Um, so just being able to find it was a really, really cool thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I needed my I needed my rainbow Deadpool. Perfect. And lucked out to find him. Yep. So, do you ship Deadpool and Loki or no? Uh, no, I actually ship Deadpool and Spider-Man. <laughs> of course you do! They're, they're adorable together. They're, they're both snarky. They both break the fourth wall. Um... So it's, it's, that's, that's my ship. Uh, I do, um, like, I, I do like him with death. Um, I am not a fan of him with Siren. Um, but yeah, uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man are my go-to OT, OTP. <laughs> they are my OTP for, you know, shenanigans. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Ichigo, what you got for our Geek Roundtable? Apparently, as Yadaviri said, uh, the fabric is very much inspired by Gigigi no Kitaro, who, if anybody has never uh, heard of it, is a horror anime um, based heavily on mythology and folklore and fairy tales in Japanese culture. Um, but it is a dress that I was working on for stream, and mm. I finished it today, except uh, maybe adding some lace and some um, sizing to it to make it um, adjustable. But overall, yeah, this is how it looks. And I'm very happy with how it turned out. And uh, yeah, it looks really cute. And I sewed some hem tape into it to give it a little body. And it's super lightweight, super comfy, and That's super cute. cute. 
Hey, you know what? You know what you should do. Hmm. You should actually put real googly eyes on a few of them on there and just walk around <laughs> with it and just. Thing. Yeah. It, do you know how badly that would fuck with people? Yeah, and jump just up like and right down on and the bodice, just like put them instead of you know how they have uh you know little gems to accentuate the bodice, well, just yeah, little googly got, eyes to accentuate the bodice. Are, um like the purple eyeballs on here at least I know because I've seen them before because I've used them for gems and stuff on costumes and that's always fun when people don't know where that noise is coming from but you can make a heckin lot of it <laughs> um, but yeah yeah it's um, yeah I, I definitely will look into that maybe as like accessories <laughs> see some Darth see? In chat going do it um, but yeah, so I, I can definitely look into it and making some accessories and stuff like that. I always love that like garden rotten vibe, which is that the flowers with the eyeballs and the mouthpieces and stuff in them. And I'm, you guys know, I'm kind of into body horror as far as art is concerned. I'm not actually, well, like, eh, I've been to a few clubs where stuff has happened. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get into that side. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I made a really cute dress today. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i have to say i i do enjoy that kind of because you know it, it was actually part of the labyrinth with the uh the garden uh with the plants with the eyeballs at the end and you know things like that so i've always been into that kind of weirdness so i i, I, I really it. enjoy that dress I, I called it kooky ooky and somewhat spooky. <laughs> um, and I mean, it is a dress that I make. So if you're ever looking for a dress, because I, I know I've always been kind of big most of my life and uh, cute, spooky stuff has never always been attainable. I am I am here for it. And I will wear it until I am old and even <laughs> past that. I will be the granny who's wearing eyeball dresses. Um, You'll be granny yeah, goth. No one can stop me. You'll be Granny Goth. That's who, that's who you'll be. Yes, I'll be Granny Goth or I'll be like Winkle. What's her name? She's the, like the, the really crazy fashionista woman who's super awesome and, and just like kicks ass. Uh, I'll have to find her. But uh, I know that her what part of her nom is Winkle. Um, gotcha. But I'll look her up and I'll share her with you guys in chat. All right. So for me, um, I decided to say fuck it kicked myself down the hole. I started watching um, the Fate Stay Night animes, and I'm working on Fate uh, Zero. I'm like five episodes in, and I'm kind of liking Iskandar. I, I know, his personality I'm really liking, so he might end up becoming my favorite uh, character on the show. But like everybody else, I am a fan of Saber. But as I realized, I realized tonight why I am a fan of Saber. Alright, there... Going back maybe a good 20, 25 years, maybe a little bit more, there was a video game that came out called World Heroes. And one of the characters' name is Jean. And she was based off of Joan of Arc. So, and I used to be a real beast in World Heroes with that character. So, for me, when I'm watching uh, Saber Artoria in action, I'm like, it reminded me of... John from World Heroes. So now I understand why um, Artori is like is my favorite saber. So and and as always, I see 
otaku mode needs to stop. They need to stop with these $20 and $25 figurine deals. Because you pay for that, and if you have the membership, you can redeem points that, take, that knocks off maybe $10 off the shipping, so it's like you're kind of breaking even. And another figure, another... I showed up uh, earlier this week, um, or last week. This is Megumi Kato from, uh, okay, Sainai Heroin no Sodikata Fine. Basically, how to make a boring, how to create a boring girlfriend the movie, so... I think I have another Megumi figurine that I bought that I've, I've shown off before, but, you know. And again, this is one is still in the box, because besides the fact that I'm running out of space in my display case for figurines, I just haven't gotten around to, to properly arrange stuff so that I can put them all out on display. So, yeah. So that's basically uh, our Geek Roundtable. Now, let's get down to the news. Lord Jesus is all I have to say. Now, if you've been using Facebook mobile, you've probably seen advertisements for something called AnimeTube. It's basically another anime streaming service. Now, I looked at the, this 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 ad doesn't didn't say anything about how they're acquiring licenses or this or that. It's just saying all your anime here. And fine. Okay. There you go. We all know what happened the last time something like this had happened, so you know. I really shouldn't have to tell you, but I'm going to let you know anyway. So this had popped up recently that AnimeTube started a Kickstarter. Basically, the court, they were promising apps on every platform and all the anime that you can literally, you can eat, as in watch. So, and here's the thing. People, some people like you bought into this because you don't like High Dive, you don't like Hulu, you don't like Funimation now. You don't like Crunchyroll. You want your anime without it being connected to industries because you swear up and down these companies will nerf things left and right, which they really don't for the most part. You need to actually pay more attention to what the hell's going on. So that's why it got so much money. Now, what's happening is that people talk. Word of mouth. So it seems that in the, uh, people in the industry are like, what the hell is this uh, anime tube? This is nothing but a fucking scam. Which I'm telling you this right now that it is. So one person that's part of, you know, the anime industry, Justin Savakis, he's been doing this to at least 20 years. So he knows what he's talking about. And he basically said, and I quote it, Anyone intrigued or thinking of donating to AnimeTube's Kickstarter should not. They're about a decade too late to that business model and competing with Netflix, Warner Media, NBC Universal. Hell, even Disney has been sniffing for anime streaming rights. Basically, every streaming company out there is grabbing up anime left and right. And there's some people like, oh, I hate this company. I'm going to go watch their products. Oh, I hate that company. I'm going to go watch. 
thankfully there are some titles you can watch on at least more than one streaming service, which is a good thing. But here's something that's quite interesting. And this is where I, I took a notice on Twitter about this. Uh, the CEO of Nozomi Entertainment, Sean Kleckner, uh, actually tweeted at Anime Tube, basically say, said, why do you have listings for my titles on your Kickstarter's anime licensing currently in discussion? We are not in discussion with you. The people that run AnimeTube Twitter responded with, Hi, Sean. We've contacted you on LinkedIn to discuss directly with you. Yeah, uh, sending a message on LinkedIn does not constitute as um, negotiations. Now... Anime News Network wrote, wrote up something about this, where we're getting our information from. And the founder of AnimeTube, George Weller, and I did some researching. This guy runs a company called Gameface LLC out of Brooklyn, New York. So we all know where we're going, where, where this is going to go. So, yeah. So let's get back to the matter at hand here. George Weller straight up told Anime News Network the following. We are in discussions with Japanese animation production companies to license anime for streaming rights, and in order to be transparent, our intent was to let our backers know which anime we are trying to license. We provided a list of titles we were in discussions with Japanese anime companies to license for streaming. We contacted the Japanese anime companies who produced the anime to determine what we can license and who to contact. We were first informed by the AJA that the proper routes to contact the Japanese anime production companies first, and the confusion may lie in the fact that USA distributors expected us to contact them first, Weller wrote. If a company has has like the US rights to something, you gotta go to them to get permission to get rights to put it on your streaming service. Going directly to Japan really doesn't do much of anything for you unless you're trying to stream it in a country that no one has the rights for. So and even uh uh the guy the founder of Faku has basically said has ran it has dealing dealings with these people and it's nothing but a total scam. And Weller is like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know them. Sure you do. Now, as if you've seen, if you've seen the the ads for this, they are using um titles and characters that they haven't licensed, you know, but they're using it for promotional purposes to entice you, which is also another no no. Long story short, because of all of this, it's basically they're done. They are basically done. Now, I mentioned earlier about AJA. According to their Kickstarter that was up, the AJA stands for the Association of Japanese Animations. Now, here's the thing. The AJA is not a licensing organization. They are a trade group. They represent the contractor studios. So, that's not going to work for them. They tried to be smart, but it didn't work. So, long story short, because of the debacle, because of the controversy, and so many people contacted Kickstarter about this crowdfunding, it was suspended. And basically, people have got had their money back. Now, 
as I mentioned before, the campaign is being run by a company called Game Face LLC. According to Anime News Network, they're out of Austin, Texas. If you do a bit of a little bit more research, they're, they're out of there to me. They come up as coming out of Brooklyn, New York. They may have incorporated here, but work out of Austin. <sighs> now, this company has one app that's available called Soundhead. But according to um, Mike, now what happened was with that, that was eventually pulled from the Microsoft store as well as other things. So we'll not go down that road uh, thus far. So the long and short of this is, is that people got caught up in this thinking this is a new way, no, a better way to watch anime on your time, on your level, on your rules. Um, big companies are not involved with this. It's an independent company trying to do the right thing, which in reality, they aren't. They're just basically scamming you out of money. Basically, the money was going to help set up the website and pay for the app and this and that. The money wasn't really going towards licensing or anything like that. And that's bad. Now, you probably heard of uh, this webcomic creator, Merriweather. Uh, they drew a, co a sponsored comic for the Kickstarter, but upon finding out what happened, they returned the money and denounced uh, their support and basically pulled the comic. So, that makes sense. I, I, and the thing is, I kind of want to ask myself, why would you want to do this? But... If I think about the entire conversation I just had with y'all, my answer is right there. So there's no need for me to ask, why would you do this? It's just absolutely ridiculous. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Um... just stuff like this has failed before mm -hmm. because of legality. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just wondering how the hell they thought they were going to get away with it. Yeah, they're, if you, if they're also talking, and another thing, they're talking about the issues with other apps and how they're going to, or how they're not going to have those issues. Uh... It's, it's the whole situation of that commodification of something that people who don't want to go through the proper channels for it mm -hmm. because they think that it's wrong for artists, creators, producers, companies, blah, blah, blah. They're basically anti-capitalism, mm -hmm. but being very much pro-capitalism with it. Yep. And it's just very much like it's, it's, it's that whole situation of people who just want to bootleg stuff. Yep. And, and you can't do that as a, business like that's not a business model especially when you're licensing or trying to reach out to professional platforms or companies see now i'm gonna now there's something i was having a conversation with, with a friend of mine and we were talking about uh about different companies like m merchandise and stuff so this is something that she said which is so true and always people is going to argue this, but it, 
It's 100% true. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. And y'all know me. I sit here and bitch about Crunchyroll at least once a week. But I still use the app. I still watch anime. This company's talking about free anime, ad-based anime. Um, You can sign up for Crunchyroll for free, right? You, you do know this. You might not get access to all of the anime, but you can watch anime. Uh, Funimation has a free version too for ads you're not going to get all the anime up front but you're able to watch some okay and as washi otaku says but socialism doesn't make anime I hope you hope everybody that's connected to this has learned their lessons, you know. Don't buy snake oil, please. If you don't like one service, there are other services that are available. And bootlegging anime is not the answer to all of it. Granted, I have said on many times, I will bootleg it if the if the series is out of production. Or they're asking way too much money to buy the box sets. And for me, I will get it for preservation purposes only. If the series gets relicensed and it comes out at a reasonable cost, I'll buy it and delete what and delete what I downloaded. Simple as that. You know? I am and as Washtok says, I'm a pirate. I'm an ethical pirate, goddammit. That's what I am. I'm an ethical pirate. If it gets licensed or whatever, it gets deleted and I will buy it. Yeah, the, the one so that I'm still waiting on, um, and I don't care who legally does it, as long as it's legally done well, is the Detective Conan and Lupin movies. That one Those two movies. I don't care that they're voiced. I want legit subtitled versions that I can purchase and I would be there day one purchasing it. See, that have to be something, probably a joint venture between, I think, Sentai Filmworks and, and Funimation, because I think Sentai Filmworks has the Lupin license, I think. I don't remember. And as Bob Coffey says, I find as I get older, I end up buying more shit physical. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. One thing I love about streaming services, I can now watch anime that I wasn't sure I was going to buy. Because we've all bought anime, and it's like, oh, this is a waste of my money. I didn't even like it. And you might get lucky to resell it to somebody else or trade it. At least with streaming services, it's like, oh, I don't like this. You can just stop watching it and watch something else. And if you like that to that point where you really enjoy it, you can go out and buy it. So, you know, hey. And there's also the other avenue that anime i know that many of us have grown around it along with it we had our childhoods with it and mm -hmm. everything but it is a luxury item yeah just saying it's a luxury item it's not a right it's a privilege and uh yeah uh just because you want anime for free exposure doesn't feed artists exactly and that's what i'm gonna leave it at yep 
Now, moving on, let's talk about something more positive. 20 years of Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, so it is uh, the 20th anniversary of the Full Metal Alchemist manga. So they are setting up a couple of various things for celebration. The first is that they are actually going to be um, coming out with a smartphone game. Um, which, not for nothing, kind of cool. Uh, so far, it is uh, announced for winter of 2021. Um, no real hints or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it is um, being done by uh, Square Enix mm. for mobile. I mean, the, 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 the their, uh, Square Enix's FMA games are pretty good. So. Mm hmm the next is that the uh, full, metal, full Metal Alchemist art exhibit will be returning. That is also for the manga's 20th anniversary. Um, <clears throat> that was uh, out. Uh, uh, that is on sale uh, July 12th to the 25th. Uh, tickets are going to be 4,900 yen. Uh, it will come with an A5 size visual art 20th edition with a uh, printed signature, an official catalog, and an audio guide. Um, the visual art 20th edition is available only with the ticket as well. So, <clears throat> um, also on the 12th, which I missed, I was unable to uh, find it and I have not looked to find information. Um, but on the 12th, they ended up doing a YouTube live special. Um, so it was uh, it was streamed on YouTube live and live and the magazine's official Twitter feed. Uh, on the 12th, it was uh, going to have the two main actresses who played Edward and Alphonse they were going to basically um, go over the series, look back at the appeal, um, memories during it, all of that. Uh, so I know that took place on the 12th. Um, and again, I did not check any updates to see if there was anything uh, else announced during that. Um, but yeah. So 20th anniversary, lots of stuff coming up. Keep a look out if you are into FMA. Uh, and um, yeah. All right. I still need to cosplay Maze Hughes. It'll happen. It, it will happen one of these days. Yeah, there are a couple of different cosplays that I've wanted to do from FMA. Um, it's just a matter of <laughs> if it will ever happen. Mm -hmm. And a, a quick correction in regards to licensing rights for Lupin the Third. That's Discotech media they have the rights thank you bob for letting me know about that so you know and i didn't realize i didn't mean to skip you itchigo i am so sorry oh i thought we were just skipping it because we no no i legitimately forgot to put it in the in, in the rundown oh that's okay uh i can go back to it if you like yeah i i just updated it so okay
Well, uh, more naughty news dealing with anime streaming. Uh, I I have just recently gotten into the Demon Slayer fandom and actually just watched Mugen Train. So mm. tell me all about your feels. <laughs> um, Rengoku is All Might. Uh, he's just a flaming All Might. <laughs> but you have um, the personality of Shinobu. I, I, I was wondering if somebody was going to say that. I've said this before. You, like, you are basic. Justice, but maybe death. Um, so the studio behind it, uh, UFO Table, uh, I know many of you have probably not heard of them or have heard of them very rarely. And a lot of that is just because they, they just haven't produced a lot of stuff. Well, there's more to that story, that dark mm. tale, uh, including things like tax evasion, which they've been recently indicted for in the court of law. Uh, tax scandals haven't kept UFO Table from achieving astronomical anime success, however, uh, as Tokyo prosecutors have indicted anime studio UFO Table and its founder, Hikaru Kondo, for evading this, the tune of 1.2 million in taxes. NHK and ANN News reported that between 2015 and 2018, the studio and Kondo hit around $4 million in company or earnings. And according to sources, the president had a secret stash of cash at home in a personal safe. Charges were filed last year against the studio and Kondo with allegations of violating, violating Japan's corporate and consumption tax laws. And the, charged alleged, the charges alleged that the studio underreported the income and sales earned from the UFO table earned anime cafes at the time. GG Press also reported... Okay, I was sorry. I was just making sure I posted the uh, article. Mm. Um, <laughs> fate tax evasion. <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at chat. You guys are so distracting. Uh, GG Press reported that the studio apologized, stating, we're committed to complying with laws and conducting appropriate operations to create an environment to make sustainable, more, uh, better works. Kondo founded UFO Table in 2000, and the studio has created a number of notable anime, including Fate Stay Night series, as well as anime adaptations for Tales, the Tales franchise, so Tales of Vesperia, mm. all those other fun, fun ones. Ah! The company has also collaborated with Bandai Namco and on a number of Tales games um, and doing it open animation cutscenes, which are those games have real pre they pretty though. Most recently, the studio did the Demon Slayer anime adaptations, which also very pretty. Even the CG, pretty, um, and including the massively successful feature film. According to the Bunshun Digital, via ANN report from 2019, the studio also allegedly misappropriated charity funds, which is a violation that can carry a 10-year prison sentence, and though charges were ultimately not filed. So, yeah, during all of this, the 51-year-old Kondo has remained the president of this, this company. And today, uh, the studio, well, today being the uh, Friday, last Friday at 7.30 mm -hmm. a.m., uh, the studio had yet to issue an apology to fans, adding that the amended returns had been filed with the full amount repaid. UFO Table says it's working harder to be compliant with tax laws, but actions speak louder than words. Yep. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Mm-hmm. And can you pay your bills? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Freaking nuts! What? What? Let's talk about something new, something great, something positive. 
Right Stuff has confirmed that interspecies reviewers will, re will have a completely uncensored version. And I have watched this entire anime and just... Basically, it's the shenanigans that happens when you run a D&D &D campaign. It's like, you killed the demon, you got the money, what do you do? Let's bang all the girls. Well, here we go. So, rights have had confirmed with ANN on Tuesday that it will release its species reviewers completely uncensored. They will also release the show in a steelbook Blu-ray disc featuring all the episodes and an art booklet. It will come with the clean opening and ending, promotional videos, the release trailers, and next episode previews. This will come out December 7th. Also on that, Right Stuff says that they are going to be releasing uh, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei as well. They're going to release all three seasons and OVAs as well. Now, Right Stuff had revealed its license of the Species Reviewers series back in back in last September and stated that it plans to release the anime under its Critical Mass label for adults. Well, makes sense. The, the anime itself of Amaharas and Masha's Interspecies Reviewers manga premiered in January of 2020. You know, and, and if you've been a follower of this show, you know we have talked about this more than once. Because of this part right here. Funimation said that they have removed the series from a streaming service later in January, stating the company determined this series falls outside of its standards. The company stated it decided to take down the series altogether instead of altering the content. Amazon Prime Video removed both the English dub and subtitled versions of the anime first week of February 2020. Now, on top of that, people were saying that Funimation knew. They knew going in how outlandish it was, so they had no right to pull it. Yes and no. Here's the thing. When a company gets the rights to a series, they don't get all of the episodes right then and there. A lot of times they get an episode or two a couple of weeks in advance, if it's, especially if it's going to be a simuldub. So, or a simulcast. That, that way they know, so they know to be prepared. Someone in the studio, in the in the company, probably read the manga, and thought it wasn't going to be that bad. And then when you see what's going on, they're like, "Oh, it's really bad." So you know, that's basically what it is. Don't assume that the company knew already and they were trying to screw you. They weren't. And if the companies were trying to screw you, they wouldn't be. No one would be trying to put this series out on DVD and Blu-ray. So there. Now, we're going to go ahead and get into our last story of the night before we get into Meanwhile in Japan. And let's see, and that would be Ichigo. Alrighty, well, if you, are, if you like last week, I think we talked about this, but Hello Kitty Gundam, uh, if you are still looking to fill that Hello Kitty need, for your Gundam uh, vibes that you were looking for, well, you are not alone, my friend. Uh, there is good news uh, tonight, as Hello Kitty Shinkalion is canon. Shinkalion. The uh, Shinkalion yeah. is um, the crossover between Mecha and the mascot will make its anime debut in August. So it's not only going to be an anime, I'm sure that there will be figurines and everything else, too. Uh, Shinkansen Hankai Robo Shinkai. Kalyan is a mecha anime whose robots transform from Jap Japan's bullet trains 
and previous episodes and films have included crossovers with Neon Genesis Evangelion and Godzilla. And Hatsune Miku uh, is also a semi-regular character. So bringing in a Hello Kitty train is completely on brand for the series. In February of 2020, a short collaboration video was made in which the very real Hello Kitty Shinkansen transformed into one of the shows battling bots, and the video has been viewed more than 700,000 times. The new design was also turned into a transforming figure, changing from a bullet train into a robot Hello Kitty mode. Uh, the adorable Mecha makes it official debut in episode 16 and the second iteration of this series. Um, so it's, uh, it is Shinkalion Z. So it's mm. Shinkansen Hankai Robo Shinkalion Z. And the original bullet train with the ribbons of its motif connecting each other was designed around a theme of making connections. The Hello Kitty Shinkalion is apparently uh, has the power to make people happy. So we'll have to wait to see how that plays out in the world of the show. And it will air on August 13th in Japan, TV Tokyo, and other stations. So if you are looking forward to that, well, do not fret. It is it is, it is coming shortly. Hooray. Hurrah. All right. Now that we got that all out of the way, it's time for the part of the show that y'all really enjoy for, for the most part. Meanwhile, in Japan... These are some interesting stories here. Well, I'll take the third or fourth one, depending on if Mako would really, really like the third one. Um, which whichever one you would like. Um, <laughs> they, they're all a little bit special. Hmm. Uh, I do have the one that Ranma did not put in is uh, an update for the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, just as a quick aside, yeah, yeah, uh, ahead, Tokyo yeah. Olympics, um, Tokyo is going back under uh, basically uh, watch for COVID. Everything is being shut down. Um, from Again. what I was reading, there are no longer going to be spectators for the Tokyo uh, facilities. Um, they have canceled any of the outdoor activities, um, which means the run um, of the torches that has actually been canceled through Tokyo. Um, so whatever we see on the opening ceremonies is probably going to be the only thing actually shown. Mm. Um, they have already seen that there are two workers in the Olympic Village that have come down positive for covid and there are some people that are just now going over to Tokyo that have been quarantined because they tested positive as they were traveling over. Um, this includes some of the athletes. So the games start in less than two weeks, and already it's a shit show. Ten days before a giant... Well, uh... On that note, Mako, I think I'll take the third one because you know me and scary things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ranma, which one do you want? I'll take the first one. Okay, then I'm actually going to take the last one. All right. And I'm looking at this. I should message a friend of mine. She actually lives in Nagoya and be like, have you heard about this? <laughs> so it seems that a Nagoya man was driving a stolen Lexus RX went and turned and stole a Lexus LX. 
I don't know why I did that. I don't remember changing my audio output. And I don't know why it did that. <sighs> I will fix that later. Anywho, while there's been a dramatic decline in car thefts over the past de decade by nearly 50%, it remains a problem in Japan. And for at least the past three years, one of the top three most stolen brands have been the Lex has been the Lexus luxury vehicles from Toyota. It was certainly the vehicle of choice for one thief in Nagoya, Aichi Prefecture, who was first spotted stealing a Lexus RX mid-sized car SUV from the driveway of a residence in the middle of the night last January. As per the footage in regards to this whole issue, which is the CCTV, two suspects swooped right in and peeled back the fender, presumably to hotwire the engine. Later, one suspect appears to start the luxury car with relative ease. Shortly after, both thief and car vanished, never to be seen again. We skip ahead a month when the stolen Lexus RX, valued at about 5 million yen, which is $45,000, drove up to a parked Lexus LX, full-size luxury SUV worth about 10 million yen, $90,000, with the intent to steal it. As a result of that theft, police arrested 37-year-old restaurant owner Shogu Matsuda for his suspected involvement in it. <sighs> but alas, they arrested him again on July 7th when they confirmed the Lexus used in that theft was indeed the stolen one from January. Police are now investigating further to find any links to an organized car theft ring or if this guy really just likes Lexuses. Meanwhile, netizens had their things to say about the whole situation as a whole. He never made it to the Land Cruiser. Stealing a Lexus to steal another Lexus. It's a vicious cycle. I bet that restaurant of his is a fraud to get social benefits. The police just should just plant Lexuses randomly around the city to have that taser chairs when someone tries to steal them. Moving up in the world, one Lexus at a time. Anytime I see a Lexus now, I assume it's a stolen car. <laughs> hmm. A lot of comments saw similarities with the Japanese folktale Warashibe Choja, which translates to straw millionaire, in which a peasant starts a single piece of straw and gradually trades it up to a fortune. However, when comparing the gas mileages between both cars, it's safe to say that Matsuda was allegedly stealing from himself in the long run. That and the fact that he was arrested for all this makes it considerably a different from the fable. Who would have guessed? Anywho. I Moving believe, on. Yep, from... I believe it's Ichigo's turn. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, go into some spooky stuff. So girdle your loins, there, chat. The new baby-themed haunted house in Tokyo says that there's nothing to be afraid of, and it's totally lying. Zaunted and spending time with its lab-created ideal mother may have you screaming for your mommy. Summer is the season of fears in Japan, with traditional beliefs about how the chill going down your spine when you hear a scary story is a great way to beat the heat. 
making sure to share the article in the chat so you there guys you can read along. Uh, last summer, we saw the creation of Japan's first drive-in haunted house, and soon there will be another development in the sector with the opening of its first baby play haunted house in Tokyo. What? The framing device for the haunted house is Bomb Limit, and it involves a company that is looking to enter the childcare sector by developing what it calls the Smart Mommy. A man-made ideal mother that will take care of all an infant's needs. The company is currently recruiting volunteers to help with the development process at its child care facility, the Red Sheep, by taking on the role of babies for the smart mommy to interact with. There's no need to be afraid. The press release assures participants, along with promises that the sweet aromas, comforting warmth, and happy memories of childhood they'll experience will soothe any stress they've accumulated in their adult lives. <laughs> Given the ominous-looking images, though, the backstory's depiction of the smart mommy was developed using the company's extensive research into phobias, nightmares, and what makes little children cry during the night. Odds are the experiment isn't going quite as smoothly as planned, perhaps in relation to the smart mommy's mission statement of offering care from cradle to grave. Bum Limit is the latest project from Tokyo's terror, terror specialist Zaunted, who also run a horror culture cafe-themed restaurant Zaunted Mansion in West Tokyo's Koenji neighborhood, and the building's first floor is a cafe bar, while the second floor is the venue for their rotating haunted house projects. In celebration of Bum Limit's debut, which is scheduled for mid-July, the cafe will also be offering a new beverage served in a baby bottle. Wow. However, judging from the promotional images set for Bum Limit, it looks like your mobility might be restricted during the event. So save the drinks for afterward. It's probably the best idea. Seeing as how terror alone is probably enough to have you wanting to pee your pants. And we're not sure if Smart Mummy knows how to change diapers yet. <laughs> oh, this looks like it'd be really, really fun. I, I used to be a haunter, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, and I like scary people, and I love haunted houses. This is right up, this is right up Mako-chan's alley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, it looks creepy, and I, I'm really interested to see what this all entails, truthfully. Mm. And I see the beer, he says, so I guess that might be DLC for Yakuza Like a Dragon as well. <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's move that over here. Let's get that out of the way. All right, um, Michael Chow, I believe the last story is up to you. Yeah, so an idol singer is quitting her group because Otoko... Uh, 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 English. No, not English. God. Um, yeah, so an idol singer is quitting her group because otaku that show up to their concerts are nasty. So Ira... Iroha Tanaka is an idol singer, at least for the time being. This week, though, she announced that she'll be leaving Hiroshima-based idol unit Plank Stars 
in the fall, and a major reason is that she thinks the group's otaku fans are nasty. Uh, becoming an idol pretty much guarantees that you'll come into some degree of contact with obsessive fans, since it's really the otaku interest and perceived audience performer interaction that set the idol industry apart from the rest of the Japanese music sector. Plank Star's fan base, though, is a unique brand of unusual, as the underground indie idol group's performances are a mix of idol dance routines and punk style mosh pits with plenty of crowd surfing thrown in for good measure. While some idol groups play up a sexy image with revealing costumes, it looks like a Plank Stars costume, uh, Plank Stars concerts. It's the fans who are likely to show off exposed flesh, um, not the actual singers. Uh, This doesn't appear to be a case of rowdy fans, ironically going against the grain of Plank Stars wholesome demure sensibilities either. Uh, in a video attached to this, um, the lyrics start off with an assortment of slang terms for breasts, vagina, and penis. Mm. But while Plank Stars very much leans into the edgy image, it's all become a bit too much for Tanaka. In June, the group announced that she would be going on hiatus, citing her statement that the style of our concerts is filthy and nasty, and it's psychologically impossible for me to do them anymore. I've come to feel the otaku are nasty to the same extent and have reached my mental limit. Mm. Filthy can apply in a literal sense to Plankstar's concerts. Uh, the unit, the unit's official account warm-heartedly thanks fans for coming to their show while sharing a photo of the venue's floor following a performance, which is now caked with fish guts, watermelon rinds, shampoo, and skin lotion. Uh. Yummy. Uh, Plank Stars and Tanaka have announced that her hiatus will be continuing until the end of August and that after skipping her two previously pa- planned summer appearances, she'll officially be retiring from the group in September. The time I spent with everyone in Plank Stars was fun, Tanaka tweeted, and I'm sorry that things turned out this way. I can't really put my feelings into words very well, but thank you. Her final time to take the stage is scheduled for September 19, and she adds, for those of you who have the time to stop by, I'd like the chance to say goodbye. Given how Plank Stars plays up to its wild and crazy side, it's sort of hard to imagine Tanaka didn't expect any degree of rowdiness from the fans, but perhaps it was all several degrees more than she'd envisioned. Either way, it's clear that she's decided that this isn't the life for her, and thankfully she's getting to move on to something else. I can't even imagine... For Japan, mm-hmm. something like this. I mean, yes, that was what—that's the gimmick that they were going with. But you don't even with that, you don't expect the fans to just be, you know, just as lewd and, you know. I do, okay. I do, but it's a lot of it is because I actually like I don't just know the idol anime culture, which mm-hmm. idol anime fans tend to be more respectful and it, what. And, Choose your words carefully. If especially if you're creating a community around them of very pro-masculine violence or or this kind of idea of of mosh pitting and things like that, uh, and the fact of like lotion and fish guts and stuff on the like, 
And then also the lyrics of the of the music being like very pro-sexual, you'll know in a lot of Japanese culture, like that the reason that they're doing this is to get a a reaction out of people. And they're obviously getting a reaction, and it is not the one that she signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, but that to me is it's a very scary situation to be in. And I have been in mosh pits where I've had to fight people. I have been in mosh pits where I have seen people get their teeth knocked out and all this other horrible stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's not a world to be in if you're not prepared for it. Sia DeBerry says, sounds like something out of one of the perfect blue story collections. And Bonds 6 says, otaku gone otaku, which is true. And toxic masculinity, word of this segment. Um, I, wa- I, I wouldn't say, say toxic no, masculinity. No, I really wouldn't. Um, no. It's it kind of gl- if, if you're if you're looking yeah. into the punk rock genre anywhere, it's like this. Yes, whether they're males, whether they're females, um, venues in the states that deal with yep. punk rock, um, and I'm talking, you know, bands that you know groups that have been out there for years, still deal with this. Um, even the non-punk ones, I mean, look at Insane Clown Posse, Mm -hmm. um, and their juggalos while, you know, the juggalo lifestyle is, you know, they're, they're mostly very, you know, for people and feminism and not something that you would expect. You're going to these shows and they're putting makeup on and it's like homestuck at a concert. Um, no, yeah, it's a mixture of makeup gets everywhere. Blood, yeah, that makeup gets everywhere. Aggression. It's completely gross. Yeah, and it's, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even toxic masculinity, and I didn't mean to say masculinity in that frame. I meant it as, like, the the energy is very much, yeah. like, a, a strong kind of assertive energy and a, sometimes can get very aggressive and violent. Yeah, it, it kind of runs parallel, but it doesn't cross over to where it actually is, you know. Yeah, and, and there is a lot of feminine energy, too. If you've seen Riot Girl, like, that's a movement from the, the late 80s, early 90s in the punk movement that had just the same amount of aggression mm-hmm. and violence and stuff in their mosh pits and fandoms. Um, and, and things like that. It's just a matter of the, the energy when you bring that kind of energy, especially into a situation where idol, if you've ever seen a traditional, like idol group, that is, they might be indie, but they're very much more, um, pop or like soft alternative. Mm -hmm. It is a very different energy as opposed to a, a mosh pit where people will fight each other in front of you and it's just the energy that's there and that's just how it happens and if you didn't want to end up squished across the stage with your guts outside your face then uh don't go up past the uh the 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 circle of people smashing into each other Yeah, and Bonds in chat is saying he's been to a mosh pit at a at a corn or what happened here? A guar concert? Nah, idol group. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, that's exactly the energy it is, especially I mean, if you're thinking of these 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 performers going from the very conservative Japanese style of music and especially if um I don't know what this this performer's background is from, but if they're not expecting 
this very assertive, aggressive energy. Yeah. And they're having this happen every single time on top of how nasty. We've heard stories of even just pop idols getting stabbed and getting assaulted and getting stalked. And this isn't even the people that they see as violent in front of them in the stage doing a mosh pit. Like, this is, that's scary. Um, and and I can definitely, I definitely respect her for taking the time away and, and finding a place that, that she feels safe um, and can express herself. I hope she finds a group that she can get along with and they're able to, Agreed. to get better. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Now that we've gotten that out the way, I I, I think it's time 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 to, time to wrap up the show. Wouldn't you Wouldn't y'all agree? Yes. Yeah. There we go. And between the slight audio issues and stuff, I think I think we're I think we're golden here. Wait. There we go. So if you like the show tonight, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we actually mean that. So if you have any questions for us, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast, um, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, editorials, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, and links to our Facebook page of convention and cosplay photos as well. All that and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you like tonight's show, tell your friends about it. Tell them to use whatever app they can to download it. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any app that for podcasting, just search Anime Jam Session and you'll find us. And those apps, you can leave reviews in there, too. So we'd appreciate if you left us maybe five stars or thoughts of what you think of the show. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. It's all Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for when we're going live, when articles are going up, when we have some more photos to show off, some cool videos, and then some. And don't forget, we will be at Otakon this year. Uh, Baltimore Lauren will be running a We'll be walking around with her camera, taking pictures of some great cosplays. So be on the lookout. And don't forget the tip jar down below. Uh, click on it. It takes you to our Streamlabs page or our Ko-Fi page. Auto-hosting is great. The bits, everything, every little bit that you donate to us keeps the show going and keeps the hardware up to date so we can keep going with the show. So now we're going to go around the room for last words. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, happy anniversary to DashCon. <laughs> uh, for those that know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, check your Facebook memories in the coming week, um, as today would have been the last day of DashCon in 2014. So the next few days, you're going to have amazing memes for ball pits and all of that drama. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, please look up DashCon through whatever search engine you use. This was the horrible, horrible Tumblr convention that took place um, and it bombed horribly. 
and they were selling um, space in the ball pit for like $17,000 because they tanked so bad and needed to make money. Um, so yeah, so anybody that knows what I'm talking about that was there for this seven years ago, please look at your Facebook memories the next couple of days for the gloriousness that was these memes. All I remember from DashCon is an acquaintance of mine photoshopped um, Grunkle Stan from the Mystery Shack standing out there like this and above the, the house, instead of it saying Mystery Shack, it said DashCon 2014. That went viral on my Tumblr. I find that very ironic. <laughs> I might have to go digging for it and pull it out. So, last words, Ichigo. Well, I will still be here in the Magical Studios at Strawberry Paper Doll Designs, and I will see you on Thursday if you so join me. And I'll see you guys later. Stay safe and stay well. All right. My last words is, I have three leftover wings from my dinner. I'm going to finish that. And then I'm going to fin watch another episode of Fate Zero. Catch up with Dragon Maid S. Because, oh my god, that the end of that first episode. And Kaneljo no Kaneljo. I think we actually have an anime that actually demonstrates polyamory in a positive way. Who would have thought? So anyway, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will be here. It'll be fun. It'll be chaos. There'll be lots of water to drink. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. <sighs> great fight. Great fight. See you next week. Night. Sleep well, y'all. All right. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. Let's get out of here. So, good night, all of y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!